All right, welcome to Command A, episode 14. Kevin and Jason here. We are thinking about all the hungover things that happened the day after the 4th of July. That is when we're recording this. And uh, I ain't going to lie to you, I, had, I got a little bit of a hangover today, Kevin, and I didn't have a single drink yesterday. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm doing great. We, uh, we had a good time. I'm tired. Uh, I got up. I gave myself about 30 minutes to get ready for the show today, so <laughs> I was winging it. <laughs> you know, what's funny is is when, when I was younger, it didn't bother me at all to watch the fireworks. And you, you know, because I'd, I'd have to go to work the next day. It wouldn't bother me at all. And yeah, now it's like, if I don't have that recovery day, I don't really want to go do fireworks. Yeah, but the kids, man, you got to, right? You have to take them out. They love it. That is... uh. No, that's just it. We last minute we went and bought fireworks. I, I was trying to teach the kids that's the same thing as just taking. Let's just take a hundred dollars out in the driveway and just burn it. Well, that's no fun. But it's Kevin. not. Yeah, I. Um, it's not that big a deal, and and we had some fun doing it, and we have a place that's that's safe and easy to do it. So so we we lit up some of our own, sure. and the neighborhood really, they really did a lot. I woke up this morning. Um, and I found out that we live where we live. We live right next to an island. It's called Camino Island. We got there a lot and paddleboard and whatever. Mm-hmm. But I guess they, I saw a lot of posts that they had a really good fireworks show. So I didn't realize nice. that. So next year, maybe we'll go see an actual show. We haven't done cool. that in years. Oh, really? I like the big shows. I like the big shows. We have neighborhood pyrotechnics uh, as well. Uh and there's, I mean, I'll tell you what, some people spend a lot of money because there was some amazing aerials in the neighborhood up to, you know, and we, we went out to Devil's Tower yesterday, so we didn't see the, we didn't see what people were doing locally other than driving back in. But I'll tell you what, man, people spend a lot of money on really nice aerial fireworks uh, that, you know, <laughs> randomly go off. They started about uh, June 20th, I think, and just keep keep on going. <laughs> but oh, I... Yeah. It's crazy. When I lived back there. I lived in the county, and it was like my neat little neighborhood or subdivision, whatever you want to call that out there. It was like lawless as far as fireworks <laughs> go in the summer. Like, it, yeah, it started early and it ended late. Well, my neighbor's the fire chief, or he's the assistant fire chief. He's two up from me, and, and he and I were talking the other night because, you know, in fact, I'll give you my basement update, but I went over to his place. We got the same basic home layout and everything else, so I went to see what he did. And we were out on the thing talking. We had a new neighbor, and so we're all out there visiting or whatever. And one of the guys is uh, a few doors down that, you know, is firing off the big fireworks, right? The the ones that leave chunks that fall <laughs> fall on your yard and whatnot, those, so that big. And he's like, I should go tell him, you know, because these are illegal in the city. You know, <laughs> he's <the> fire chief. <laughs> right. Like, and he's like, no, nah, I'm off duty. And I'm like, yeah, what are you going to do, man? But uh yeah, that's. Uh, I don't think anyone ever adheres to that. I think, you know, what, I mean, what do you do? I mean, it's it's what what people are going to do. I think you know. Certainly, it's uh, you know, if you get somebody complaining, maybe you have to go talk to them, or the police are driving by, and you're like, yeah, they're going to talk to you. But you know, what are you really going to do? You ain't going to take all these people to jail, right? For it's just there's no way they could ever actually contain it. People just enjoy doing it. Yeah. No, I, and, and I really do feel good today. I, um, I overate a little bit, which you kind of alluded to. Maybe you did the same. Um, Mostly sugar. A couple of good beers, but 
anymore, like I think we talked last week, I drink a little whiskey once in a while, but I just have a drink or two or like two beers literally and then I'm done. Yeah. And I enjoy, I actually enjoy it a lot more. Yeah, no, no doubt. No, there's not, when I say hang I mean, I got, just because I ate sugar and I've been trying not to, so I just felt, uh, I get that. That happens to me. If I eat, if I eat, uh, and it's not like I, you know, if I had a candy bar, it'd be different, but I had a couple pieces of cake and then we had, you know, sweet barbecue sauce on the chicken type thing. So a lot more than I'd been used to. That's all. That's, that's the reason I felt headachey this morning. I mean, I just, I know myself, so, uh, I wasn't surprised to wake up with a little bit of a banger. <laughs> sure. Sure. Yeah. And you, I, I'd stay hydrated anymore, but I used to get it just from dehydration, but yeah, like I over, I had two hamburgers and two brats and chips sure. and close. I had a, just over eight yesterday. Well, it's, you know, it's a holiday. I, that's, that's always been my thought on it. It's like, man, you know, if you're, if you're eating this kind of stuff every day, it's probably going to put you in an early grave and you're just going to be miserable all the time, you know, but if it's, if it's, you're just having a good time at a party or a barbecue, man, you can't, you can't blow that off. You got to be part of that. That's, that's, that's the, that's the bonding experience that we have, right? With this kind of thing. So it's a big deal. It's yeah. I think deal. it makes it more special. We don't, we don't have potato chips around our house ever. So exactly. Only on certain occasions of the holiday. And then also, we've just done really good with not uh, binging or overeating to where we just have some and like, oh, that was good. And then the rest goes away. We don't overeat sure. them or feel like it's the last day. Yeah, that makes a big difference, man. That's for sure. Well, let's get into updates here on the basement, Kevin. That's where I'm at now. I, uh, I'm i going to finish framing today, actually. I've got to do some soffit work. All the, all the interior walls and exterior walls are done to include the plumbing, uh, the bathroom, which was a real emotional challenge for me, uh, just because it's, it's, it, it, it's already roughed in. So I already had the drain work done in the concrete before I moved in. So that was helpful, but it's also next to the mechanical room. So there's a lot of crap going on above. And I was, I've just been struggling on how I'm going to get my vent pipe through and all that. Well, I finally just did it and it's working out great. So all that's done tonight. Today I'll go in. I got to do put some drywall backers in and, uh, you know, it's a couple other little things like that. A couple issues where I made mistakes in, in the pat in back in there. I got to go fix and I got to cut in my doors. Uh, and that, that's it. man. so I'll finish today. I'm going to start electrical this week. That is awesome. I was, <clears throat> excuse me. I was really looking forward to an update. Um, because at some point, right, I hope it, it's hope far off towards the end, but it's going to stop being fun. Right? So, <laughs> it's already had some issues. We're like, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> well, probably it's been over, it was not this week, but last week when my wife and daughter were out visiting her sister down in Colorado and I was by myself in the evenings. And I just did not feel like I was making progress, right? Every cut I would make, it's like, how did I miss this exactly, you know, or whatever? And just, I just felt beat. And I'm like looking around thinking to myself, what the hell did I get myself into? This was the stupidest thing I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> so it's already happened, Kevin. I mean, it's already happened pretty early, but, uh, you know, ups and downs and, I think the next down will pro for me will probably be drywall to tell you the truth. I'm pretty sure that's where I'll be like WTF. What did I do? <laughs> no, that's what I'm telling you. That's I'm gonna I'm gonna always encourage you to just 
pay somebody to do that. <laughs> and I won't do that. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I like to figure stuff out myself. I just, there's something about, I don't know what it is. It's, well, I figured out, like, I figured out drywall and plumbing. Like, I figured it out to a T. I don't like doing it, and I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Problem solved. <laughs> What's, you know, it's funny. I was talking to a friend of mine, Sean. I don't know if you know him or not, but uh known him for a long, long time. And we were talking about, and we've gotten kind of kind of grown up together as adults, I guess. So, you know, post-Army type thing. We've known each other pretty much since then. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, he was always a do-it-yourselfer, and so was I, and you know, he was more of a mechanic, do it yourselfer, and I do everything, do it yourselfer, and he did too. I mean, he he'd do anything. And then lately, he's talking about, you know, we've been talking about, you know, it's we're probably at that point in our lives, it's just easier to hire somebody to do some of this stuff, you know. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I said all that, right? And this was six, seven months ago. I'm like, yeah, you're right, man, yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like, I'm gonna finish the basement, and I'm like, what am I gonna hire out? Um, nothing <laughs> so yeah i'm being made fun of on that end too i no. i don't know man I, whatever you can do and enjoy it there's a you know like yeah um, for sure like there's a lot of stuff I'm, I'm still on the internal debate like with this house i live in right now i like to improve things around me and there's mm-hmm. so many things like oh i could do this i could do that and then at the end of the day i'm like am i gonna stay here like is this yes is this and like how far do you go? Like, yeah, um, our driveway, our driveways. We have a really super long driveway, and then like it's not very big. You can fit like two cars in it, but someday I'll need room for three cars. Right. Um. So do I build? Do I have a retaining wall built and more driveway poured? Like, and what's that cost? And then mm-hmm. let's say I spend ten thousand on something. Well, I'd rather spend ten thousand on a couple of vacations to Europe or so it's just this internal struggle I go through constantly. Right. Like how much do you improve your space? Like, and I try to just be content. I like to improve things. So it's nice, but, but not over the top. I just like to be content with my space too. And just appreciate it is what it is. Listen. That makes sense. That makes sense. That's actually, you know, I I've, I've been on the fence like that, obviously since I've lived here, about you know it's like why do i want to do that if i'm just you know i'll be moving at some point and i've i guess i've i've come to a conclusion at least on this project that there's a return on investment that's the only reason i'm doing it oh, to your point and hands down like the the there's no question that finishing that basement um you'll get you'll get out of it like everything i want to do would be not you know like oh fix up the wood and make everything that's just money spent like yes you won't get a return on that investment. So no, yeah. I would hundred percent finish in a basement is there's no question that need. I think it should be done if you desire it. Yeah. Well, and, and that, that, that's the thing and, and talking to just talking to my new neighbor that just moved in, you know, cause that was the basement that, uh, talking to my, my buddy Greg before he moved out. And one of the things that uh, I, I, when I realized what he sold the house for, and the only difference between us are, uh, you know, the finished basement. And I did a one of those market analysis a few months ago, and I'm like, did the math. I'm like, oh, this just makes sense. And I'm talking to the new neighbor, and he said he looked at every house in town, basically. And when this one came on, that was the differentiator because so many didn't have finished basements. And that's the same thing my realtor told me. 
you know, it just makes it so much more marketable. And one of the houses on the other couple of streets over, you know, they had a bidding war is what he was telling me because, you know, it came on. It had a shop in the back. It was on one of the bigger lots on a, a couple of streets over. So it had a shop in the back and everything else and, you know, finished basement. I'm like, yeah, I, I, I'm doing the right thing. So it's all it's all good. Plus, you know what, Kevin? I I didn't – man, I don't know. I, <laughs> I've been kind of enjoying – I've enjoyed it a little bit, which is crazy, but otherwise I'd get off my regular day job and I'd just probably watch television or maybe go for a bike ride or whatever, but that's about it, right? And just wind down and it's like, meh. And now it's like, I feel like I've done something between those hours or I've used my time up. I don't know. I like it. Oh yeah. All the, all the projects I've done lately, building the desk, working in the yard, I've enjoyed all of it. I think having a project like right now, I really don't have a project because I don't want to I don't want to, I don't like projects that I'm not, like I start and I don't finish. So <laughs> or they're just not start this time of year. Um, sure. I want to build like a headboard for our room, but we haven't a hundred percent figured out what. So until I have the design kind of, until I know like, oh, this is exactly what I'm building. I don't even like to, to really start. And then um, I think Jax and I were talking about, some sort of a Nerf um, pegboard gun rack for the the bedroom, so Nerf guns. So what? I don't Hold know. We might design something like that. We oh. might even make it like hidden in his closet or something where it slides out. Oh, that's oh, cool. cool. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> but no big projects. We just I need to relax. Well, that's how summertime shouldn't be. In fact, I've got I've been given some grief by a few different people, and they say, "What are you doing this weekend?" Um, I'm going to work. <laughs> I'm going to work on my. Well, you're supposed to do that in the winter. Yeah, I I I observe that. And I realize that. And I appreciate that. But here we are. Well, this is a good year to do it. I mean, our biggest passion is travel, and we're really just not able to travel this year. It's um, I'm going to cancel my trip to Hawaii. Um, which we had planned for October, I'd saved for a couple of years to be able to take everybody to Hawaii. But um, we're going to cancel that or postpone it. Well, that sucks. And then there's no, I mean, you can't go anywhere right now. Um, yeah. A lot of places you go, you got to either quarantine when you get there, you got to quarantine when you get back. So like this year, and then because of that, nobody can go anywhere. So like camping, Around here, you have to reserve, but everybody's trying to do it, so it's hard. Right. So we got, we felt fortunate. We got a couple campsites reserved this year. Um, so can you? You don't have like national forests where you can just go dispersed camp out there, I guess. No, and it's so. Um, there might be places, but the it's not like back in Wyoming. Like the vegetation is so dense. Oh, that's that, right. Yeah. There's just it's it's unreal. Like I thought there would be a lot of that here, but there's just not. So I'm I suppose you could hike up some places and maybe find something, but even there, they kind of have like sort of established campgrounds, or they encourage you to use something that's already been established by somebody else. You know? Sure. No, yeah, that, that makes sense. You get a lot of people; it makes sense. But and I think like, people so we're going to naturally go to, do a lot um, of that stuff anyway. So. Mount Baker's one of the volcanoes here that's closest to our house. We go, there's a lake, <clears throat> excuse me, there's a lake at the bottom. So there's a campground we really like there where we can paddleboard in the lake. So we'll do that. 
Um, sure. I think here in a few weeks, and then in August we have four four nights uh, down at Mount Rainier, and we haven't been there yet, so we'll go stay oh. in that national park. That'll be cool. Yep. National parks are tough just because you we have to get a dog sitter because oh, yeah. national parks and dogs just don't mix. No, that's right. So that's right. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> I, I hate to say, it cause I'm a dog, you know, I got three dogs, but, uh, I, I agree. I, I have no problem with the restrictions at national parks, uh, for dogs. I really don't, doesn't bother me at all because you know, there's the way that the, the volume of people that use them, you know, you, not everybody has the sense to keep bad dogs home. Does that make sense? I mean, oh, exactly. Not, probably not a and, fair uh, thing to say because it's not like my dogs are special, but you know, there are bad dogs out there. There's a handful and, and people don't know that they're bad dogs and they bring them out to a place like that. It's just too many people, too many people yeah. walking around and you just don't want to have to mess with that. I'd say that like my dog's a good dog in general, as far as she's not aggressive and she doesn't bother people, but she's sure. bred to chase things. And- <laughs> right howl at stuff and that's exactly what she's gonna do so if, yeah that's then, that annoys people you know and you can't, in, in a crowded dog, space bless her heart like i can't take her anywhere like she is just way too high strung she goes nuts in the car like you can't calm her down she can't calm down she whines she'll whine for three four hours like she just kind of like excited whines and that car goes by and barks and it's just i'm tense she's it's a mess so Golly. unfortunately we get a dog sitter a lot. What you got to do, man. Well, let's move into our, let's move in. Should we talk about, what do you want to talk about? HomePod first or robotics? Where are we at? Let's do HomePod. I don't HomePod. know much about robotics, but we can start the conversation for sure. All right. Well, I've got, well, it's really more of an idea and philosophy. So that's, that's where I'll go with on robotics. But HomePods, do you have a HomePod? I don't. So I've got a, I've got a few. What do, what do you know about them? What do you think about them? Or what do you think you know about them uh, at this point, Kevin? I don't think I know much. Are they similar? We have some, like the kids have, one has an Echo Dot and one has an Echo, right? So so I, I'm i guessing they're a Bluetooth, one of their functions is a Bluetooth speaker, but it isn't, I believe it's a it also can control stuff in your house, right? You can set up your uh, smart devices or... So actually, that's a little off because that's one of the criticisms is it's not a Bluetooth speaker. Oh, see. In other words, you have to have it connected to uh, Wi-Fi. So, and 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 it would be, I think it would be better if it was a Bluetooth speaker because then you could take it and you could plug it in, like in my office. I could plug it in at work without having to connect to a Wi-Fi and I could just use it as a Bluetooth speaker if I chose to and just, uh, you know, make its own little network with the phone, but it doesn't allow you to do that. So that's kind of a criticism. <laughs> it's funny you said that. Uh, but yeah, it, it's like, it's, it can be a smart hub in your home, and you can control lights and thermostats and all that by talking to Siri, and you set it all up. They've got a couple of different ways to do it through shortcuts, through uh, HomeKit, and there's a lot of HomeKit-enabled devices out there, so you got to kind of look for that when you're buying Buying things like lights, um, my sound bar, you know, works with it or whatever. It controls some of the airplay stuff. You can actually use it, use them as surround sound speakers. You can, well, you can make a stereo pair out of them, which I think is foolish. I think you're better off getting a proper Atmos upward firing sound bar is going to be better than using the uh, Siri speakers. 
or the, excuse me, the home pods, which I think are great sounding speakers. But I mean, there's a lot of limitations there and it's just not ideal where, cause you have to, you have to select those speakers every time to start watching and using them versus the sound bar, which is always connected. That's going to be your go-to, right? It's going to just work. So I guess if I'm going to put the speaker in a nutshell, it is a, first of all, it's a high quality speaker, but you have to have something like Apple music. Now, Spotify works with them now, so that's good. But in the past it was just Apple music and to get the, the sound, right? That's the key to listen to music. You either have to have, you can have your own music because some people haven't switched over to Apple music, but you have to have some kind of a local music service through Apple, either on iTunes or whatever they're calling it now, music, I guess, or Apple music to be able to use them. And they sound great. And so I can play a song from anywhere and I can play it on one, two, or all of the home pods in the house at the same time, or I can just play something on one and that includes my audio books, et cetera, et cetera. So as long as it's on the Wi-Fi, they're great. And then I can control what's happening on there via voice or via the phone. So it's, it's, I mean, they're handy. I can, you know, airplay to them from any device that I have. We've talked about the Apple ecosystem before, and that's kind of, kind of what it sucks you into. Uh, and they are similar as far as, you know, quote unquote AI when it comes to asking for information and that kind of thing to Alexa, but Alexa's better. Uh, no question about it. Alexa can answer more questions. Alexa can do compound answers now. So, you know, follow-up questions. Uh, and I don't have a good example of that prepared, but you can ask Alexa, you know, something and then follow up with the same chain of thought. Whereas Siri, you have to start over. You know, you have to ask one thing. And if you want more detailed information, Siri's forgotten what you said because you got to start over. <laughs> <laughs> so all that stuff's advancing. It gets better every year, right? But it's 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 not there. Um, but there's a there's a big convenience factor. And if you've got other things to work with, and and if you don't like messing with a if you like music like I do, and you don't want a big stereo system in every room of the house and wire speakers all over the place, to me it's a very simple, clean solution to give you great sounding music wherever you want to put it in the house. That, that's, that's the way I'd, that's what, that's the way I'd, I'd characterize it. And how many, how many did you say you have? I have four of them. I bought, okay. I bought some on sale during a Christmas. I bought one when they first came out and then they came on sale a couple of years later for like a <laughs> hundred bucks less. But I got so, two in my living room. You've seen my living room. So I've got oh, so two, in two in there. I stereo pair them. Uh, so that's, okay. that makes it sound really good. And then I got one in my bedroom and then one behind me here in the office. Okay, so like in a, like in an average, well, no, let's use your home because I know the layout of your home. Um, so, like, if you just wanted to use them to kind of run your house, let's say you didn't need to in the living room, would you just have one in every major room? Like, yeah, yeah, kind of wherever you want it. Like, and then when you build the downstairs, like the kind of common room downstairs, maybe one in the workout room, maybe one in the the family room or whatever. You could actually just do one in my basement other than, you know, the bedroom over there, but you could put one in the kitchen area and you'd be able to talk to it from the, from your, from the workout room. So that stretch, that span would be just fine. This, the microphones, even when music's playing, it hears you. It's amazing how well that, that feature works. And it fascinates me sometimes how it can discern, 
you know, me asking a question, even when my television's going and there's other noise going on in the background, I can set a timer. I can do all those things. I mean, cooking, honestly, that's probably the number one use other than lights. Cooking is probably the thing we use it for the most. Hey, Siri, set a timer for this, you know, or set this to set a pasta timer, you know, for X, Y, Z. And man, I'll tell you, those things work really well. Now, when you say, hey, Siri, does your phone and watch and everything go off like I just said? On <laughs> it's it's actual. So, no, it it uh, it goes with the with the default. So if I'm holding the phone up and staring at it. Right. And say that it'll activate the phone. But if the phone's laying on the counter and I say it, it activates the HomePod. And it's pretty cool. I mean, they all kind of light up and then they're like, oh, you're talking to the HomePod and the HomePod talks to me. It's okay. It works pretty well. Uh, now it's gotten better because in the beginning it was a, sometimes that would be a sketch, a sketch, sketchy little thing. But uh, since that time, yeah, it works really good. It kind of seems to know what's going on. Right on. Because, yeah, when I just did that, it set off my personal phone, my company iPad and my company <laughs> phone. My watch didn't react. But See, my HomePod didn't go off. Let me see. Hey, Siri. Yeah, horrible. Mine's not even working anywhere. Nowhere so did it hear me. I did a quick Google search of uh, the difference between HomePod and the Echo. And the first hit that came up was a Best Buy comparison. So the Best Buy, it says the pros for the HomePod are high-fidelity audio, built-in Apple Music integration, compatible with HomeKit, uh, ambient Siri for digital assistant, and then Apple Focus on privacy. And so um, the Amazon one says very affordable, um, integrates with your Amazon account, works with Apple Music, Spotify, Pandora, etc. Let you call and message others <clears throat> and compatible with iOS and Android. And then cons for uh, for the home HomePod or uh, no Bluetooth capability, which you mentioned, needs AirPlay and other music streaming services, only compatible with Apple devices and no Alexa or Google Assistant. And then the cons for the, for the Echo are... Um, these are pretty, one of them's funny. Um, audio quality is not as good as compared to HomePod. Apple services not built in. And then privacy concerns. <laughs> <laughs> well, it you know, some of that is just like obvious, right? Uh, in some ways. And I think that is, a, I forgot about that. But with Spotify, you have to airplay it. I forgot. I thought they integrated that. And I think at some point they will. I think the new, the current Apple environment is a little different than the Steve Jobs environment to where, I think they're opening up a lot of their stuff to other services because they realize they're losing money by not doing that. There's a contingent of people who like Spotify and they might buy and use the HomePod if they can use Spotify natively without having to airplay it from the phone. So I don't know. I, I think that that could change. And as far as high fidelity, I think, I think, and I, it's not probably not the echo, but there's some there's some speaker that Amazon did that was supposed to be a little better. And then there's Sonos too. And people, you can argue all day long, but uh, on which one is better when it comes to high fidelity. And honestly, you know, I've been into stereo shops and, you know, there's definitely, you can hear really high quality stuff versus tinny stuff. I, I get all that. But once you're actually using it, you know, as long as it's got good bass, it's clear, you know, I've, I can crank this thing up, you know, especially the stereo pair, Kevin, and listen to music, and it is amazing sounding. 
is there something better? Probably, but there's something better that is a couple little circles, <laughs> you know, cones in my my two room. No, there's not, man. I mean, it's just it disappears into the background. That's what I like about it. You remember the oh. days we'd have entertainment centers and rack systems, right? And big speakers. That was like the standard. Oh, you don't yeah. have to do that anymore. Yeah, that was and then yeah, I love the fact that it's simple. Like we looked at um um like a Sonos kind of home theater system right at one point i just i like music too but we don't like play it through the whole house really sure maybe we would if we had a better that's just not something i'm really interested spending money on but because we all kind of list our own thing but i think other times it'd be good to kind of shut off we turn the tv on a lot for background noise and maybe it'd be better Uh. music less distracting to your point though spotify if you like Joe Rogan, they're about to get another, and then they don't. I don't know how many people, but there's another 10 million people that listen to Joe Rogan. That oh yeah, we're going to be going straight Spotify here. <laughs> well, I think you can still get the. I mean, the catalog you can still get through. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? I think you can still get. I mean, because Apple Podcast is not a. I mean, they're not a host. Spotify. I think. I mean, I don't know why you couldn't listen to it through. Every podcast, any um, you know, I'd cast have to box. Check. When I first read it, it sounded like you could get it on. You could get it on various places, until like it makes a full switch, and then maybe like at the first year, it'll only be Spotify. Huh. And then he was talking about this week how they're going to um, catalog all of his stuff and group it together, kind of based on whether you're into. To space or science, oh, or whatever, okay. and make it that'd be more cool. searchable by oh, that'd subject, be nice. and then maybe yeah. by guest. So they're going to do a lot of cataloging. It sounds like a good deal because he's been offered deals forever. People want to buy it or own it or get a part of it, and this this is just a, a distribution <laughs> deal. Like they don't own nothing; they can't tell him what to do. It's it well, sounds, there's one sounds like the right way to go. One thing you said that I think is lacking significantly from Apple Podcasts and really any podcast hosting service at this point or podcast catalog service is the searchability. And the same thing goes for audio books and things like that. If I'm interested in some kind of a, you know, like a global adventure mystery novel, there's no good way to search for that. It And it fascinates me in today's age how hard it is to find things based on good search criteria and really, you know, get into it. And I, I don't know what the limitation is, if it's the way people tag things or how they, you know, search them. But yeah, to your point, if they can figure out a way to catalog stuff, I have no problem leaving Apple Podcasts. I mean, I use uh, other services as well anyway, so I don't even, I don't care. I'd like one that I could really search and and focus on instead of having to go through and line by line by line by line, find what I want to find. You know what I mean? Well, well, I had, I think, a couple of things on that. So I had trouble finding our podcast. Like, just going in and just put, typing, like, Command-A, it, it didn't just pop up as the first thing. You know, like, I had to type it different ways. If the A was little, I never found it. It was really, I had trouble, and then I figured it out. But also, so I think it's part that, and then I think it's part kind of marketing, right? It's 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 kind of like... This is the most popular thing, and this is what we're going to show you. We're going to show you these 25 things. um, Right. So that maybe the the show that I really want to discover, 
maybe only has a hundred listeners, but maybe it's something I really would like. I don't know that it has a chance to get through all the algorithms. But yeah, no, know. that's that's that's, just, that's a great point, and that's you know, <clears throat> yeah, that's that's right. So yeah, search engine optimization is its own its own dark black hole right anyway so that doesn't help and then uh, if you have a podcast like ours called command a well guess where you're gonna what you're gonna find on a google search um everything related to uh select all from apple right <laughs> it thinks you're looking for a definition of it <clears throat> yeah so it's a little tougher but yeah there's you know anyway that there's a lot of value there so i'm, I'm glad to hear that and you know, uh, if the, if he if there's it's exclusive and they literally I can't pick it up anywhere else, is what it is, right? I mean, it's not like he's not a he's not a <laughs> tiny little podcast. People will go and use whatever they need to because he's got such a fan base, right? So, if it's no longer available on whatever they're using right now, Stitcher or whatever, it's okay. They will find him where he needs to go. But for the independent podcaster, the small podcaster. You know, those kinds of things, you know, probably really don't do us any good, uh, you know, individually, because we need to be we need to go where everywhere people are going to go. Does that make sense? Yeah, every platform. That's that's definitely the way to go. And and it's nice to be able to to get it however you prefer to get your your media. So I watch um, just to just dwell on Joe Rogan, but. So if I'm listening in my car, I tend to use that the podcast app because that's on my CarPlay. Gotcha. But I did figure out how to do Spotify in there, so like that's a possibility. That's easy. But but if I'm at home and I'm listening to Joe Rogan, like I do it a lot. I put it on in the background while I work out because I find he usually is motivating. He has motivating guests, so mm-hmm. I'll put that on as kind of noise as I'm doing like kettlebell routines and stuff. Sure. And just listening to the conversations and and my workouts aren't. I take breaks in between and and stuff and just kind of walk around and move and get really rested for the next set. So I, I'm not in any hurry. So it's a good time to listen because I can kind of watch and listen and and I think it's fun. The only time ever, and when we first started podcasting, you would talk about sound quality and. And mouth noise. And I'm like, is that, that really that big a deal? Well, I'll tell you what, this week I struggled through the yeah. podcast of Joe Rogan's because the mouth noise was so terrible um, yeah. from this guest. And the, and the topic was super interesting to me. I barely made it through and I missed so much because I was just like, this is so annoying. It's fascinating. It was less annoying on YouTube when I tried to show my wife than it was in my car. Sure. But did you check out that? I didn't, but I, I I did not. However, uh, Warren Buffett's quarterly earnings report, I was very interested in this year and they, his mouth noise was so bad and he, you know, I wanted to hear what the guy had to say, but I couldn't, I couldn't get through it because yeah, of mouth noise. Does he still noise. have money? Is he doing all right? Yeah, he's, he's, man, it's, it's tough. Well, he's tight. I think it's tight. Okay. Just, yeah. you know, he lost a lot of money on those airlines. He's it's just, anyway, well, Let's just let's send it. We'll send him a little bit later, right? We'll just make a donation from Command okay. Day here. I, I hope mean, he, right. he needs he needs he needs a little bailout. So, <laughs> but yeah, the mouth noise, and I discovered that you know because obviously when we started, yeah, I, I was hypercritical of some of these things, and yeah, a couple of clicks here and there is okay, but I know for myself, I'm a mouth noise maker. No matter what I did, I tried all the tricks, 
And eventually I had to figure out how to do it from an audio engineer standpoint and correct the problem. So I've gotten rid of it. So luckily people don't have to suffer through my mouth noise, but you know, it's a human thing. I mean, what are you going to do? We've all got uh, saliva, right? So it's, yeah, this guess uh, would make you feel very good about yourself. Good. (laughs) (laughs) And, and I don't want to get into it, but the topic directly relates to your job. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, I might uh, might have to take a listen to that. I listen to them when I'm doing the basement, either that or audio books. So sometimes uh, I put on the Joe Rogan stuff too. It depends on what's going on. Or if Adelaide's down there, we like to listen to 80s music. It's funny how you know she's really into 80s music. I get a kick out of that. So that's been a lot of fun too. And I'm like, who is this? She doesn't know. And I'm like, I go through the history. You know, it's like it's surprising how much I know about 80s music because. I'm not that guy that really pays attention to names of bands or any of that, but I apparently you pick up a lot just living it, I guess. I don't know. It's kind of funny. That is. Or who I was dating when a song came on. That's always a fun one too. Yeah. Like, I oh, yeah. Track you on your, on our yeah. HomePod, yeah. So. Back to home. Yeah. So back to home pod. That's some of, so, some of the weaknesses. Let's talk about the weaknesses because they are weak. And, uh, to me, again, you know, I think we were, we're clear that the Apple integration is key. You, if you're not fully engaged in the ecosystem, you know, there's definitely a lot of limitations with HomePod, and even within the ecosystem, playing podcasts is a very difficult thing to do because it doesn't fully understand you, right? You have it just you're better off launching it from your phone a lot of times. Uh, if you're listening, if you like, you know, complicated music, classical music, where you want to listen to a specific composer and a specific recording from that composer and a specific uh, orchestra that played it, right? I mean, if you look at if you look at the titles or whatever of classical music, Kevin, I mean, it's going to be you know seventy or eighty words sometime. I mean, no, they're big. I'm serious. And to get that information out of your head vocally and 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 get Siri to understand it and be able to read through those titles good luck right so there's a big limitation uh with music there too as far as telling her you want to play a specific song and i i don't know if it i i mean uh, classical music where i really see it but i'm sure there's other complicated song titles too if you're looking for a specific song title now if i want to just say get up in the morning they've did a lot of great things you know hey Siri what's uh what's what's in the news or whatever and Siri will you know, play my preferred news provider, NPR. No, oh. she's listening now. Yeah, she's telling me how where I can get my news. Hey Siri, stop! All right, folks, that was a real life example. <laughs> but you know, so it can do stuff like that, and if it's like a big primo, like I guarantee you, I could ask for the Joe Rogan podcast right now, and it would play the current episode. But if it's a little more obscure, a little more complicated, it's going to be very hard to get, you know, to actually get something out of uh, out of Siri, what you'd expect to get out of. There's it's time, man. It's just it's going to take time. And, and uh, you know, we're all the beta testers of this of this technology, which which really leads us into robotics. Because I think they're intertwined. We're going to have to talk to robots, aren't we? For sure. And, and um, they're going to have the same or similar technology to the series. and Sure. It's a starting point. Right? That's, that's right. That's the beginning. That's right. And some of the stuff we're picking up from self-driving cars, 
But what I was thinking about robotics, Kevin, as we talked about, as I thought about this from our last episode and, you know, originally I was going to talk about the AI type, right? And, and where I was going with that last time was uh, from a sexual partner type of situation, which I really think that that, that industry is going to drive a lot of technology. Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know if you realize this, but a lot of streaming technology is directly related to the pornography industry. That's that's where you know a lot of this stuff gets developed and works out. You know, right, wrong, or indifferent. I mean, that's just reality. And there's a lot of money to be spent and made. And the same thing is already happening uh, with uh, uh, what 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 do we call those blow up dolls back in the day? That kind of thing, right? For uh, for people. So. There's a big drive to improve those and to be able to have conversations, be able to have, you know, lifelike features and whatnot. It's absolutely fascinating. And that's where I started going when we were talking about this. But I got thinking and, and reading a little more and I, I read a lot of sci-fi, but and I've been finishing my basement lately. So another a thing that I think is probably going to be more beneficial is like the exoskeleton type robotic where I can put on some kind of suit and carry heavy loads, uh, walk further, run faster, you know, that kind of stuff. And as I've been, you know, hauling sheet goods and things like that, I'm like, I could use an exoskeleton <laughs> to really be able to move stuff. And if you, you know, again, if you read a lot of sci-fi, I mean, that's kind of the de facto thing, right? A, a suit, for, you know, enhancing your human capability. And so I think, I, I don't know, man, but I think something like that, some kind of integration there would be huge. You, you remember that movie, uh, golly, it was a sci-fi movie, Kirk Cameron, I not Kirk Cameron, Cameron, somebody, uh, those blue guys, what's the name of that damn movie? Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Oh, oh, oh. I think when it comes to, like you said, AI and robotics, and and then you got, um, I'm kind of more thinking, as a kid, we're like, oh, everybody's going to have a robot, they're going to be your assistant. I'm kind of thinking we're going to be more robotic. I mean, they're like, um, what's the chip that, that Elon Musk, they're developing? Neuralink. Yeah, like that Neuralink, like... I mean, it's that's close to where they can put it in, and then who knows what that how that changes you, right? Like, absolutely, your learning Avatar. capabilities or your your ability to um, maybe correct uh, maybe you have information or dysfunction. Yeah. Like, who knows? Agreed. There's a lot of now. The, this is where I get a little bit anxious about some of the implantation as the. How do you how do you protect how do you protect against hacking in those situations? So, if you need to get information about something, right, and it's critical information, how, how do you who who supplies that information and determines that it's valid? Well, you know what I mean. If this became a box on you right now, like currently, there's a big part of the not even just the American culture of culture that. Um, want you to think and agree exactly like I do, right? That's so my point. Those yeah. groups, 
get in charge of this. And they're like, oh, guess what? We're all going to think the exact same. Sure. Yeah. And that's my point is who controls that flow? And that's, I don't think that's an answered question. And it's our, and we're already seeing, you know, without having something implanted in us, we're already seeing the effects of this, uh, you know, the focused, focused information marketing, I guess is the best way I can put it. We're already seeing that, but, uh, I, we got to back up. You jumped ahead, Kevin. We're talking about these exoskeletons. Avatar was the movie I was talking about. Oh, okay. Remember how they would hop into the suits and, you know, basically be a, a bionic thing. Well, weren't they happen into a machine and then yeah. their mind? Well, that was so, so that, yes, that the, the, they were, but the humans were not. Oh, so those yeah, were those okay, special okay, okay. people. Yeah, I'm with you now. And they were, yeah, they were drifting up. But then, you know, the other folks that were there, uh, you know, the military folks or whatever, they would be in, in these exoskeleton machines with their own atmospheres and everything else. To me, that is the, that's the, uh, to me, that's the ideal way to actually advance human capability is to take what we can already do, whatever it is, including, you know, physical characteristics, being able to do more work, right? Uh, secondarily, being able to see farther, being able to hear better, you know, all those things advance us as humans in some way, at least as far as industrial productivity, which, you know, if we like it or not, that's that's why you and I are sitting here talking the way we are is because of industrial productivity, uh, the advancement in, you know, technology in general. And, and the fact that we can do this and we're looking at each other and we are, you know, what, 1,200 miles away? I don't even know. A long ways away. <laughs> right. And we're practically in real time having this conversation. That's because of industrial productivity. So I don't know. I'm pretty excited about that. And the more I got thinking about robotics, I... At first was thinking, I was concerned about the social aspects of, again, the uh, call them sex bots uh, of keeping people from reproducing and, you know, people already uh, uh, not not getting into partnerships in real life and things are more online. And this, you know, just solves another piece of that puzzle because that is a drive we have, right? Physical drive to other human beings. And, you know, if you simulate that or take it away, uh, what's going to happen to our species? <laughs> <laughs> that was that was my biggest concern. And then I got thinking, well, there's another application for robotics. And I think that's probably probably the one that's more, more interesting to me is is how we can physically make ourselves uh better in some way. Yeah, because I think if you could fix um someone that's paralyzed or Oh, great application, yeah. Or even someone like me with that has deteriorating like joints and stuff, if you mm -hmm. could somehow fix that. Um, yeah, great applications. I was tempted uh, to bring up another subject that. today, but I think I'll leave it alone for now. But but yeah, any of those things, um, um, I think would be good. And then I think that you can, it's so easy to cross a line, I think. And then who decides what line that is, like if you're going to enhance, I don't know. That's the problem. To the point yeah. of like, let's say that you enhanced uh, football players and they could run faster and hit harder and all this stuff, but then you start adding to the amount of brain injuries that they're already having trouble with, or or fighters, or or whatever. It's interesting. Yeah. It's all it's uh, used in the right way. Like if it's used in the, I have a new theory. If it's used in the Star Trek 
realm <laughs> of growing better together, sure, we're great. If it's used in the, I don't know, the current climate, who knows yeah. how it will go. Yeah, I mean, there's an idealistic way to way to think about. It. I think that's how you have to think about it. But then there's the reality that people will, you know, take advantage of situations and try to profit from them and try to improve themselves rather than the greater good. And who controls that and who decides what the greater good is, right? I mean, all these things come into it. It's a man, it's complex. There's just, there's not an easy answer to any of those questions for sure. Definitely. I think it's amazing though. And I kind of look forward to it. I look forward to progress. I love change. I yeah, progress. Obviously, I like to look back and look at a lot of history, especially pop culture history and you know, other things too. I mean, just advances in in everything we do just within my lifetime, but even further back, what what got us here? You know, like electric cars. That's not that, that's nothing new. We've, I think have we talked about that? I don't know if we have. But, you know, I mean, a car is really a robotic if you think about it. It advanced the way we were able to you know, do things. I mean, at one point in time, you the town you grew up in was probably the town you were going to die in, and you rarely went outside of your county before you had a way to get there, right? I mean, if you had horses, you didn't just go travel to the next county or the next city. It just didn't happen. Uh, you know, you lived and died in the same place, essentially, for most of the population. Yeah, there was wealthy people that could get on trains and things like that, but that wasn't, that's, and it's, it's not the majority of people. Uh, so prior to automobiles and roads and infrastructure that we have created, we sat at home. And now, I mean, to your point, you really like to travel. Well, I bet there was a lot of people 150 years ago that would have loved to travel too, but physically couldn't do it. And today, because of advancements, as you've described, you can do that. You can do it cheaply. You can do it, uh, you know, again, uh, you can do it, period. <laughs> <laughs> the average person can do stuff like that, right? Even if it's oh, yeah. a car, even if it's just a car on a road trip, everyone can do it. Not everyone. 95% of people can do those things. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's all out there. It's all based on desire. And, and uh, you know, if you're willing to save, if something's important to you, you can, you can do anything, right? That's right. That's it right. won't be too far before you can save up and go to space. That's right. And and it, it won't be too be far. Be down type deal, but it's not that far away. That's right. And yeah, depending on how economies evolve, because I think economies will change over time too, back to your Star Trek thing. may not be in our lifetime, but economies will change and the, what, what we value will change. And the idea, you know, when we can get and this is back to robotics too, but when we can get technology to solve for a lot of the things that we have, that we currently have to spend our toil, I guess we have to toil away to do, uh, that's going to change the way we are able to move about when technology can, you know, there's not a human cost to it or reduced cost. Everybody can do things. That's more of a utopian thought. I get that. It's certainly more of a zeitgeist type thing. But at the same time, you know, I think it's, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities well, for the appears, future. I think there's, I don't know, there's a few things that I've been thinking about lately. 
and maybe kind of based on Star Trek. Like, so like the characters in Star Trek. Um, so they their job is based on it appears on interests. I would like to be this, or I would like to be that. I've learned this skill. This is what I do. It's not driven by money, houses, cars, material things. It doesn't. I don't see any of that in there. And then also, I was been thinking, like, what if you could? Um, what if every job was important? Right? We talk about the essential jobs right now, and like mm-hmm. what's essential. But what if? What if all the the jobs? You didn't have to. Let's say you didn't have to worry about um, high expenses like healthcare or something. Like, like so that you're doing what you want to do, you're passionate about, or or what you're driven by. Like, if you want to be a baker and have a bread store, you can do that and still raise a family. You're not choosing your career based on how much money you can make necessarily. I don't know. Some thoughts. No, that you're you're absolutely right, and that's because that's what drives me. That's what drove me to. You know, not get into archaeology uh, as a young man. Just everyone pressured me and told me there was no, you couldn't make a living doing that, right? But that's what I wanted to do, Kevin. So why didn't I do that? Uh, simply because it was more, I was, I was driven by, can I earn a living doing it, et cetera, et cetera. And it's, it's fascinating that I know I've taught my kids that you know you need to do what you want to do because life's too short. Whatever that may be, yeah, you got to make a living. You still got to eat. And you'll eat just fine on a teacher salary or whatever, right? You you don't have to. It's not it's not going. You're not going to go out and be the CEO unless you want to. That's what you want to do. That's cool. But very few people I know say to themselves, "Yeah, I want to be a businessman. <laughs> I want to get rich someday." I mean that that's just you know heart of hearts. Most people I don't think that's that's their real passion. Yeah. No. I just I'm just curious, and I'm just looking like like maybe. Maybe you, you you go you're like oh, I think I'm gonna start a convenience store right and I work it me and my family work it and we're able to do that and maybe just really enjoy it. I take a lot of pride in my store I yep. I interact with my customers it's more like a community like all those things I just wonder if you had the opportunity what people would actually be doing with their time that's a fantasy yeah no Bob's Burgers <laughs> you ever watch that show right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know, he he doesn't make any money, right? In fact, his daughters make fun of him all the time. He's poor, but uh, you know what? Yeah, I mean, when you sit and think about it, I know that's a silly show, but the idea is still there, right? It's a guy that has a family. They work together. They, you know, they're not they're not winning, but they're surviving and they're doing it together. So mm-hmm. they're having having a well, good and just time. Just even having a. Um... I think I have a really good job. I think I'm very fortunate compared to some folks. But earlier this year, I was trying to do some physical therapy because I'm having trouble with my knees. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to stop because it was because of my insurance. It was costing me a thousand dollars a month wow. out of my pocket, like straight up, not covered by insurance. Like, what's what's that about? Why shouldn't every person be able to? Like, why does it have to be a thousand dollars a month? I would pay you. I don't know, three hundred dollars a month. Yeah. Like, I'm going to go for a long time. I don't know. It's Well, I can tell you. I mean, it, that's, I mean, I, I am not, I want to be clear. I'm not, you know, I'm not talking about any kind of current political realm or any of those things. But what, what you're talking about is, again, if somebody wants to, you need to meet someone's needs. And what that means is this, that physical therapist, the heart surgeon, right, those people, either you're going to replace them with technology, which is a possibility, but secondarily, 
you need to make sure that everyone can have the things they need or desire. And that's a key part of it. Need is not enough. Desire. So, you know, if, you know, a phone becomes an appliance, for example, right now it's a thing you seek out and you get because you're going and you're going to spend the money. And, you know, maybe there's three different types. You're going to get the fancy one because you can afford it. Okay. Maybe you're going to get a couple years old because you can't afford that. So we have to get past that. That's a big hump we have to go over. And once we can get over that hump and, you know, these things become recyclable and ubiquitous and, you know, it's just a thing. It's, it's not even something you'd want where what you want is to be able to pursue things like art and painting and whatever that might be, research, archaeology, those things. And you can do those things without the peril of not having the financial means to get by. And once we can get all of us, we have to elevate us all. We have to bring all of us up to that level. Okay, So we can't just be the thoracic surgeon over here that can afford these things and can do these things. We all need to be able to have the same things that you know we want, whatever that is. Want to have a you know, whatever, I don't give a shit what it is, you name it, uh, we can do that. You know, we just go get the food that we want to eat, right? Because technology has made it, you know, basically to where we can all all do that without anyone being hungry. We get to that point, Kevin, you no longer have to worry about, you know, if you need to have your knees repaired or whatever the case may be, you just go do it. Does that make sense? Because the person yeah. doing it does not need to be compensated for their education and pay back their student loans and et cetera, et cetera, and, and live a lifestyle they think they deserve because they have put in the effort. That's what you're paying for, you understand? You're paying for all of the bureaucracy that goes along. So if we can get to the point, and this is a long way off, and again, this is pie in the sky thinking, but we elevate ourselves, all of us, to these levels to where we're not worried about I mean, you know, getting a TV at Black Friday. I mean, that's just, it seems so, it's almost embarrassing as a race at this point, isn't it? That we do those um, kinds of things. Or we fight over a toy. We shouldn't be doing that. And technology will bring us there. I really believe that. It's just going to take a long time. Yeah, I think uh, all realms of everything, This I've, I've become more and more embarrassed of our culture, our society, and the people within it lately. And it just gets <laughs> with Black Friday and it's just gotten worse for me over the, the last few or this year, I'll just to, to be frank, it's 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 embarrassing. Yeah. Um what we where where we haven't progressed and then also what the things that we focus on. So right. I'll just leave it at that. But Yeah, I'm with you. But anyways, wouldn't it be great if the best people we're doing the exact thing that they wanted. So the baker, that's, right. that's exactly what they wanted to do, and that's why they're a baker. And then the police officer, he's a police officer because that person had a passion to serve his community, to serve and protect. And then, Take care the, of you know, just everybody, the yeah. firemen, the businessmen, the, you know, everybody's fine. Um, we, we spend all this time compensating people to entertain us and into um in athletics and in, in the entertainment industry we value them but we don't value everyone yeah that's right and that, that's my point and if the guy selling hot dogs could had had the ability to uh have have a quality of life similar to the uh basketball player or football player or whatever it is whatever professional sport if those two people had equal access to uh goods and services uh, food, lifestyle, 
the guy could play basketball and enjoy it. The guy could sell hot dogs and enjoy it. Now, of course, I honestly think those types of things would go away. And in that person, instead of having to sell hot dogs, you know, could be making making movies or whatever thing they wanted to do and enjoying that and enjoying their life, whatever yeah. that was, man. But you there know, could be that guy that wanted to sell the hot dogs. And I want to buy a hot dog from that guy. Because if you're that passionate about it, that's what you want to spend your life pursuit on? Just likes talking I'm to people, in. right? Yeah. S- setting up a cart downtown somewhere and selling hot Yeah, absolutely. Kevin, I get I, – so he can do that but still have a, a good quality – it would be life world changing, wouldn't it? There's a lot of sci-fi oh, yeah. out there that answers to that. In fact, uh, well, then that's why I say that. that I call it the. I, I've been thinking of it as the Star Trek thing. Star like, Trek effect. Not a person yeah. on that ship that's not doing exactly what they want. That's right. From my point of view, and they have hobbies. I mean, that's what I liked about the older Star Treks. The current ones, you don't get you don't get to see their life other than work. Right? That kind of bothers me. Because in, in Next Gen and Voyager, you actually got to see that at the end of the day, you know, Data, the machine, wanted to, you know, uh, be a musician and read poetry and things like that. And other people on the ships, too, you know, had things that they did in their off time that were, you know, they enjoyed doing and were passionate about. And it was just, you know, they pursued those things. But primarily, they wanted, they were explorers, right? They wanted to go out and and see and see the universe and not everyone did that some people were at home still growing grapes and having farms and and you know running taverns and whatever right people still do that did you ever read seven eves have you got to that yet no what was it seven seven eves you need you need you still need to read that you're killing me you're you're killing me small behind it it won't happen this summer (laughs) it's a it's it's a audible i think and it's an audible it's an audible listen yeah it's an audible listen. I, I highly recommend listening to this one versus reading. It's great narration. Audible great just acting. pisses me off. <laughs> <laughs> well, just, let's save that for next week. Let's let's talk about Audible. Let's talk about Audible next week. We're going to add that right. to the title. Of audible 15. pisses me off. <laughs> yeah, let's. That's that is too big. We cannot. We cannot. Uh, un. Un. We. We can't. We can't unpack that. That's the. Is that the catchphrase? We can't unpack that phrase <laughs> in just a few minutes, Kevin. Because I've got my own issues with it, so it'll be fun to talk about. So, folks, thanks for listening uh, and keeping your mind engaged with Kevin and Jason here on Command A, where we talk about everything under the sun. Give us a five-star review, subscribe to Command A, and we will see you next time. Thanks for listening. 